All right. So on our daily sesh today, mm-hmm. uh, we walked in today to, to work and we were chatting like we always do. And uh, I was telling you a story about Dubuque, Iowa, one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the, oh, the, yeah. the nice places out there is Paul's Tavern. And they have some amazing burgers. And you said that you remembered it. And it bring on a conversation about uh, one time where we got a little too drunk at night. And he put me in my place and said, you do not do that pointing at me. Yeah, and then yeah. from there, we started talking about some kung fu shit that you just taught me right here. <laughs> so <laughs> and I, that led on to some stories. Yeah, bro. So <clears throat> so set it up because I don't think people know this too much that you you obviously owned a, a poker club. A poker club, a poker room. The first legal poker club here in the valley. And um, with that industry, I could uh, dude, yeah, you, attract you, characters. Uh, absolutely. And not only does it attract characters uh, of all walks of lives, but there's money involved. You know what I mean? So if a dealer or somebody makes a mistake that costs a player or a member uh, an opportunity to bet or raise or, or even just miss calls or does something too fast and it costs the poker player an opportunity to, to do something to influence his uh, or her game. So people get pissed quick. It's a very sensitive, emotionally sensitive game. People are focused, and you see, because I'm not from that world, so oh, dude, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't assume that it. I'm would not ever a poker player either, bro. Like, but you're in that environment. We, yeah, bro, at, at, while we were open, we're not open anymore. We're trying to get another location here in McAllen going, but uh, that's been kind of slow. But, and I would assume that there's a lot of alphas. There. Fuck yeah, everybody at the table wants to be the alpha. Everybody at the table thinks they are the best poker player and and you know and and so everybody thinks they know the most and that they are the most versed and and they're all great people, but what happens is, is that when you come and you sit at a poker table, your personality and and who you are and and all that stuff, you leave away from the table. When you sit at the table, you're somebody else. You're a poker player and you're engaged. So going back to the whole you know, Dubuque thing, you, you told me that this owner of the bar kind of got in your face and pointed, and I said, oh, fuck, no, that shit would have never happened with me, man. I'd have headbutted his ass. And, and that led to the story of one day, you know, one night we're at the, we're at the poker club, and, and something similar happened. You know, while we're all playing. There's two tables set up, and um, I have a female dealer on one table where I am not playing, but it's a full table. So she's this one female dealer. She's about 19 years old, you know, and a phenomenal dealer, really good, really good at her uh, craft. But still, she's surrounded by 10 men. They're all older than her, and they're all engaged in a very high-stake poker game. And two of the individuals, one being directly to her left and the other being across from them on the other side of the poker table, get into it. And a poker dealer's job is to, you know, to deal the cards and, and kind of ref the game, so to speak, and make the calls. But it's also to calm people down and keep everybody in check. And when that gets too difficult, well, then it's their job to call the floor. We're in this little room, you know, and there's, you can only fit two tables, two poker tables in it. And I'm playing on the table next to hers with a completely different set of people. And I can hear her trying to calm down and patting the table, patting the, the, the poker table with her palm of her hand, saying, gentlemen, you know, you guys, we need to settle down. Let's continue playing. You know, it happened three hands ago. Everybody said they're sorry. And this one guy's like, no, and fuck that, and blah, blah, blah. And, 
just going on, man. So I, I kind of glance over my left shoulder at her to make sure that she is not in di- distressed or like afraid. And I look at her and she's already, she's already waiting for me to look at her. You know, she, her eyes are fixated, like smack right on me, like waiting for me to turn around so she can give me that signal like, hey, I'm scared. Your turn. Yeah, yeah, your turn. So I, boom, our eyes meet and she's like, oh, help me, you know, kind of thing. And I said, hey guys, guys, it's enough of that bullshit already. Either beat the fuck out of each other outside or shut up about it. But yeah, I don't want to hear no more, man. Everybody said their sorries and they wanted to start kind of arguing with me from across the room. No, well, it's because he, he said, th-. and I said, look, it's done. Here's where we're at. Get your shit and get out or shut the fuck up. I'm sorry to have to talk to you this way, but the ladies told you several times to chill out and you guys aren't doing it. You're cussing in front of her and you're being super disrespectful and you're fucking with my game now and I'm not even, I'm not even at your table. So shut up or cash your chips out and leave. <clears throat> Dude, they, one guy who, was, who had already shut up and who had already settled down turns around and looks at me and says hey rob i'm not arguing with this man you know i'm, I'm sorry but you're saying you guys and it's not me and i'm like you know what you're right bro hey you you shut up already dude yeah drop it play play the game or bounce that's where we're at he sits down doesn't say two words to me bro <laughs> and my floor manager uh is pacing back and forth you know staying in the room because he you know there's tension now this guy 20 minutes later stands up and he's walking around the poker table past the dealer and he's about to be in proximity of the guy he was originally arguing with when instead of engaging that guy the dude comes towards me and I can't even see him because he's not even in my peripherals basically and I'm looking at my poker game you know and throws his chips at me, his poker chips at me, like all of them. He had like maybe 80 bucks or 20, I don't know. There's a bunch of white and red chips, but he throws them at me, dude, tosses them all at me, like super disrespectfully and says, fuck you, I'll leave. Well, I had asked him to leave 20 minutes ago and he shut up. He played a couple of more hands and lost a couple and then decided it's time for him to leave. And he could have with no problems, but this dumbass thought that it was a smart idea to assault me. And not only assault me um, by throwing the chips at my face, but assault me in the sense that this is a packed room of nothing but testosterone and alphas and, and men, and now I've been kind of put in check man like now the next move is mine am I gonna put up with the shit and let people know that you can throw shit in my face in my home in front of my family and my employees or is this an opportunity to to make an example and I fucking made an example out of the guy got up and well I beat the fuck out of him I saw the I saw the video yeah you saw the footage let me ask you this what so from that moment that you got up to where you beat his ass what was going through your mind are, are you blamed? fear i was afraid so you remember everything that you oh, yeah. was going on and yeah i remember it happened so fast yeah it happened dude you saw the video bro yeah. it's 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 quick it's quick I, yeah. I was on him in in fucking seconds and he was on the floor and out in 
So what was Quick. what brought that on? Was it that instinctiveness? Fear, that you man. Have to show the people that, that you that's, are. That's the alpha innate. Of that? That's innate in all of us, man. Very few people of a very few of us have the ability to maintain our composure when our when who we are is being questioned and, and what we stand for and and very few of us can just be like, all right, you know what, it, it's let it be. Dice un dicho que es mejor que haya un pendejo y no dos. Basically, it's better that there be one idiot and not two. In this scenario, I could have opted to follow that saying and let him be the only idiot. You know, I could have picked up all the chips that he threw me and added them to my stack and be like, all right, see him out and, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, um, it was, it, it's a power move. At that time, it had to be, bro, because I never had a permanent security guard or bouncers or or anything like that at my club it was uh, it was me right if the shit was gonna go down and you're a strapping young lad too you're about what six two i'm six two man yeah and and you're a and, big guy and yeah i'm i'm, I'm not small i'm not yeah. petite by no means i can and i can and you're intimidating that's just the size, bro. Like, no, no. Well, and, not to and, me. Well, I, I, there's something about you. Like, when you look at me, you don't have the face that you have other, for other people. For, it's because other people don't know me. Right. You know, and they see me and they say, man, that guy looks like an asshole from here. I ain't fucking with. But no, dude, that's <laughs> I don't not. I see no, that assholeness. Yeah, yeah no. Well, when you talk to me, when yeah. you talk to everybody else, I, I see a little bit of the assholeness. <laughs> yeah, man, well. So, <laughs> I wound up beating this guy's poor ass, man. There was a better choice. And, um, but I. I had to maintain that authority, you know? Right. And I could have gotten my ass kicked. I didn't know how many people he would do. He was there with his son. His son who's like 20 some years old or, you know, young strapping dude, you know? His son could have gotten up and beat the fuck out of me, hit me from behind. But you know, his son kind of saw what was going on. It was like, fuck, no dad, you fucked up. Yeah. And the son kind of helped usher his pops out. Um, at that moment, when you asked me what was going through my mind, I was afraid. I was afraid. I think that uh, I'm not uh, a trained fighter. I'm not like I don't have any kind of certifications. I just, you know, it's just. You've been around the block a I, few you, times. Yeah, man. Like, so instead of taking a humble and higher road, I, uh, I went at him. I swung at him until, until there were enough guys holding me to where I couldn't swing anymore. And and he left. Um, and that was just one incident. Uh, oh yeah, there's been there's been specifically there's been three incidents where I have to become physical or engaged in a fight at my club because again, uh, owner, operator, janitor, bouncer, yeah. you know, I I did anything and everything, everything. I could. Um, this one dude, one time uh, arrived. And he was a new member. Nobody really knew him, um, but he was with his wife. He had his wife with him, and she was at the bar, not drinking, and, and then he was playing at our table, and he got to the point where he had had too many. So the beer that he bought to the establishment or brought with him, he didn't buy anything there, but the beer that he brought with him, we turned over to his wife and said, He's had enough. We're cutting him off. You need to take these to your car, and you guys need to leave because the boss is about to ask him to leave. Um, 
I was upstairs and my floor manager went and said, hey man, you know, sorry dude, we're cutting you off. You, you've had too much. You, your designated driver's here. We've already given her the alcohol. It's in the car. And by the time my floor manager's talking to this guy, his wife, out of embarrassment, had already left. She had already bounced. Um, she was literally outside in the car waiting for this guy. And he's there and he's arguing with my floor manager and I'm upstairs in my office watching this go down on my monitor, you know, because there's cameras everywhere. So I can see everything and I'm listening to what's going on and then I see, wow, this guy's getting, this guy's getting pretty agitated. Yeah, well, not only agitated, but, but uh, testy and, and like... Start, I could see he starts putting his finger up. And that's one thing that I just I just don't like that. You know, it's not the coolest thing to jam your finger into somebody's. Because it, it, it attracts attention. Yeah, like, man. It, 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 it's, dude, it's, crazy. It, it's body language. I feel it. Yeah. So um, I start running. My wife tells me, Robert, go down. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so I go downstairs and, and I get there and I come in from, from behind the dude and my my bouncer at the time i had two of them uh uh not bouncers i'm sorry dealers at the time either one of these guys uh aj or danny could have taken this motherfucker and just wiped the floor with him bro but it's not their job right both of them are willing to do it for me and for the establishment and and both of them are more than capable of doing it um, Danny's one tough son of a bitch. He was dragged by a truck, you know, Shit. outside of DeLoreans and stuff, and like he and and walked away from it. So, dude, Damn. they could have, but they knew their their roles were to be mindful and respectful. And when they saw me, they relaxed. And I tapped the guy on the shoulder and I said, "Hey, man, look, you're gonna have to leave." He was, "Oh, so you're the bouncer?" You're the, and I said, "Yeah, dude, I am." And we're at that point. He gives me a little hesitation. I go like a gentleman. I open the door for him and I kind of usher him out very, very, very amicably. And he leaves. We close the door. I lock it behind him. I tell everybody, all right, everybody go back to playing. And, and that's that. The night goes on. And an hour later, my wife says, um, hey, babe, let's go home. You know, there's tables running. The staff has it. We had, we, we had an amazing staff back then, one of the best in the Valley. And, and we were at the point where we were comfortable enough to say, all right, fuck it, we'll bounce. Mm -hmm. So I go to, to get into our car. My wife gets into the passenger seat. I get into the driver's seat. And, and Danny and AJ are outside of the building having a smoke. But I can see that their focus is off towards the dark area of the parking lot. And I'm like, what are they looking at? What are they looking at? And then I kind of lean over a little bit and peek my head out my window, my car window at this point, because we're about to leave. I'm about to go home. And I see that dude that we kicked out an hour ago. <laughs> and he's outside of his little car. His wife is in the car with the doors locked and her window rolled down like maybe an inch, talking to him through the window, oh, but afraid to let him in the car. And AJ and Danny look at me like, just leave, boss. We got it. Don't worry. We won't let him back in. I'm like, no, uh-uh. I'm going to go get that motherfucker off the property. He's a liability. 
we don't know what he's doing, and he's drunk. So I get off the car and Judy says, Robert, just let it. And I said, no, babe, that chick is literally in fear. Like, look at her. She's, she, look at how her windows only cracked a little bit. Like, she's afraid he's going to reach in there and grab her or something. So I walk over. Naturally and instinctively, AJ and Danny follow. And I walk up to the guy and I'm like, um, hey, bro, I asked you to leave, and this is a freestanding building. This is a, my parking space. This is private property, and you need to vacate this area. This isn't a plaza where you can hang out because there are other businesses. Mm -hmm. One building, one parking lot. You should have left an hour ago. And I kind of wave my hand to get his wife's sig uh, not signature, <laughs> to get his wife's attention. And I tell her, ma'am, you need to roll down your window, unlock the door, get him in there, and take him somewhere, and you guys can go somewhere else and have this conversation. And I started talking to his wife, instructing her, like, hey, I'm going to call the cops. Like, you guys need to leave. Mm -hmm. Dude, the guy takes two steps towards me and puts his finger in my face the way you described the guy, the owner of the barn. Um, and... As he was doing that, my hand was still up because I had waved at his wife to get her attention. Well, as his fingers came up, I tried to pull my hand away and he caught my finger, my pointer finger, and bend it back as hard as he could, bro. And at that point, I just grabbed his wrist and slammed his ass to the floor, man, and just hit him maybe once or twice i don't remember it's been years but danny and aj pulled me off of him we had to call the cops the ambulances came and took him away and yeah no. split decision man dude yeah it, it's it's an, again another dicho that my dad would say all the time that si lloran en la casa de ellos o en la tuya Mejor que lloren en la de ellos, or something like that to that effect. Basically saying, if you get into an altercation with somebody, would you rather them be crying and mourning at his house or your house, Rob? And I'd be, no, Dad, I want them mourning at his house. He says, okay, so once you commit to a fight or to some bullshit, it's life or death. At the, nowadays, people have knives, guns, all kinds of shit. So when the shit goes down, de que lloren en la casa de ellos en la tuya, Mejor que lloren en la de ellos. I don't want to cry because you, you didn't get the job done. Right. So if it comes down to it, make sure they're mourning at his house, not at, not at my house. So when you're, you're growing up and you hear shit like that and it comes down to a fight, um, we're not kids anymore, man. Right. You, you don't start a fight because you know a teacher is going to come and separate. Or There's a lot bounce. more to lose. There's now. a lot more to lose now, you know. And uh, so I guess with that kind of upbringing, and we weren't fighters, bro. Like that shit, it just it was just wisdom that he would hand down. Like if you're going to commit to it, commit to it all the way and don't stop until it's done. Um, the times that I have, the few times that I have had to defend myself or or engage in, in, in a fight, um, there's very little thinking, man. You're overcome with, with fear and, um, 
And then as soon as the fear hits your body, a split second later, you get that adrenaline. And once the adrenaline hits you, that's it. You're not thinking anymore. You're not... Um, you're not... Uh, Spider flight at that point. Yeah, bro, for reals. Either, you're, either your training kicks in and, and you rely on that if you have any, um, or it doesn't and you might get your ass beat. Truth of the matter is, is that when it gets to chingasos and when it gets to, you know, you're throwing down and you're toe-to-toe with somebody or people, um, I don't think there's a lot of thinking involved, man. I think just instinct takes over and, and, and you just start doing what you do. and Either you're good at it or you're not. All right, well, there you go, guys. That's <laughs> our daily sesh. Peace out.